Are you looking for some great Christmas gifts for the little ones in your life this year and not wanting to support a non-woke company? Me too. Consider my pillow. Hey, you guys, right now they have the children's Bible story pillowcase along with the Go Anywhere My Pillow 50% off right now for the listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast. This unique children's pillowcase combines beautiful Bible story pictures on the front and the read aloud story on the back so that you can enjoy reading to your little ones over and over again. Choose from your favorite or collect them all. The creation story, Daniel and the lion's den, Jonah and the whale, Noah's Ark, and the story of Jesus. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square. Don't forget to use the promo code Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, and enjoy up to 50% off the children's Bible story pillowcase. Hi, you guys. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for joining me here at the Off the Bench podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about a little bit about ASMR, and I did, a, a you know, just enough research on this to be dangerous. <laughs> Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. Well, I don't know if you guys are watching the headlines, but, you know, I watch them occasionally and I comment on them occasionally. And I, I said the other day on the show, because I talked to you guys about this, uh, the Respect for Marriage Act, which is a joke. Right. And I said that I think we should call it the PPCA Act, Permission to Persecute Christians Act, because really that's all that it is. Right. It's just permission for these crazy leftists to have one more reason to attack Christians for their beliefs about human sexuality in federal court. And I think that that's what's going to happen. But I want to encourage you guys to keep watching because what's interesting to me as I'm following this story and we're sort of seeing it evolve is that we're seeing bigger uh, figures now, public figures such as Elon Musk, starting to defend the right to have open conversations, which have really been denied the American people now for going on three years, right? So if I'm going to get on, say, Facebook and give an opinion about the Rona or whatever it is, I'm likely to have some, you know, 19-year-old fact checker in his mommy's basement label that and put a little sticker on it so that they can be sure that you see their side of the story, which is really just, you know, big government and the CDC and all this stuff. So Elon, I don't know if you guys are watching, but I'm just going to encourage you to do it because Elon is saying, why can't we have free speech in this country. Why can't we have just a conversation where even if we disagree with each other, at least put both sides out on the table so that people can judge for themselves. And that's what's been sorely missing. And so this is kind of a story that I'm I'm interested in following. And I hope you guys will be interested in it too, because I think it's, I think we're starting to see a shift. So you know, forever and ever, amen, the pendulum always swings, right? It's going to swing one way and then swing the other. We've certainly seen this in the church. We saw this with the parenting phenomenons of the early 90s and the late 80s, particularly in the church, when some pretty hardcore parenting uh, programs, which shall remain nameless, sort of got brought to the center and people participated in them. And then they stopped reading the Bible and they just kept reading these books and the and the pendulum swung and swung and swung and swung into this super hardcore legalistic parenting, which frankly was kind of a, a you know, a holdover from the 80s, the Institute for Basic Youth Principles and Bill Gothard and all those people. And then we saw the pendulum sort of hit a, 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 a breaking point, really, because kids were being injured. And then it swung all the way back over. And then we see the pendulum swing again. 
into just liberty. And then you get the gentle parenting and passive parenting and all this stuff. And eventually it's going to swing back toward the center again and, and swing far to the other side. The trick is, can you catch the pendulum as it sort of hits the center? And that's where we've had such a hard time, uh, certainly in the church and absolutely politically, we have a very hard time keeping the pendulum in the center. And it's very easy to swing super far to one side uh, and then super far to the other. It's hard to maintain that balance of walking in the center. And this is the same thing in walking with the Lord, you know, staying in the center of his will uh, and listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit so that we're not pulled off into the weeds by all kinds of things. Well, that's where I just think this, uh, the Respect for Marriage Act, again, swung way too far the other direction. Uh, you know, it's a, certainly a reaction to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. I think watching Elon Musk come out now and start having conversations about bringing the platforms, you know, particularly Twitter, which is what he's, you know, massively in debt over now because he bought Twitter, which in some regards, uh, listen, the jury's still out. I don't know anything about Elon Musk. I've, I've learned to have a very healthy distrust of people. Uh, but I do think it's worth watching. And the question is going to be, can we have a public discourse and, and keep the pendulum, at least for a little while, as I see it swinging back toward the center? So I'm kind of excited about that. I think it was a win for free speech as a general rule. Now we're going to see what happens with Facebook. Also, we're seeing a little bit of backlash now come from the Balenciaga a fiasco where they're literally pushing uh, pedophilia, right? So if you're watching this story, it's horrifying. I've been sharing it on my Instagram. Uh, these, you know, and this is uh, Balenciaga also is affiliated with Adidas. So we're seeing a tremendous backlash, not from Hollywood, of course, but we are seeing a tremendous backlash from people saying, hey, we're not going to put up with this anymore. Again, cross that line. I think we're going to see the pendulum start to swing. I'm hoping it has swung as far to the the left as it's going to swing. And now we're going to start to see a slow coming back because we've reached the point now where people are being injured. This is what happened in the super hardcore parenting, uh, you know, extravaganza that happened in the late 80s and early 90s that I was talking about at the onset of the show. So to me, I... As I'm watching this thing unfold, I think it's worthy of us continuing these conversations, um, being willing to have hard conversations, you know, especially as we come into the holiday season and we're sitting around tables with friends, maybe, or family that we haven't seen for a while. Engaging in the conversation is a very important part of making sure that all sides are heard and then um, coming to a conclusion that is both healthy and good. And so I'm Frankly, I have some hope in my heart, you know, for the first time in a while with regard to the conversation in the United States to see sort of where it's going. Of course, it changes every single day. You know, the, the news cycle changes, you know, certainly it changes inside of the church as we sort of grapple with these things. But I'm excited to see the church talking about some of this stuff. And I'm going to be talking about this a little bit more uh, in the days to come as I'm encouraged about some things. I got a letter from a listener. This was some months back, and she asked me what I thought about ASMR. Well, I have to be honest with you guys. I never heard of that. I didn't know what she was talking about. I didn't really have time to research it. I mean, I think her question came back in September, or early October or something. But she asked me if I had an opinion about ASMR. Is it new age? Christians use it. 
And I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but if you aren't, I'll just give you, you know, a little bit of uh, a definition for it. ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. So if you've never heard of it before, I asked my son about it. He said, no, ASMR. Oh, yeah. Satisfying sounds. You can get on Spotify and you can uh, type in, you know, ASMR sounds and you're going to hear, you know, crunchy sounds or, you know, people walking or anything that someone thinks is kind of a soothing sound. Right. And this is a term that's used to describe a tingling sort of static like goosebumpy sensation that people will get in response to a specific triggering sound or a visual stimuli. So these sensations according to psychologists, are said to spread across your skull and down the back of your neck. And I said to my son, because we're having this you know, conversation about it, I said, oh, well, I've, I've, I've experienced that before. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's a, absolutely a thing. So if you follow social media, you may have seen there are, I think, what did I look at when I was uh, looking it up the other day? What did I write down? 13 million, uh, 13 million ASMR videos online. And so many of these videos create these sort of sounds to play out in social situations. So if you're in a party, somebody might be playing it in the background to sort of have this calmness over the people in the party. And it's kind of a weird thing. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to I'm going to sort of look it up. And this is what I found so far. And so for those of you who are wondering about it, um, I think it's sort of fascinating. I think we can find the devil in anything. I, I want to be really careful not to just over-spiritualize every little thing. And so instead of going uh, into the details of ASMR, I thought that I would give it more of a, a look from a biblical perspective because this is relatively new. There was all, the, the first peer-reviewed study that came out on this thing came out in somewhere in the neighborhood of 2015. So it's relatively new, but I don't think that the description, I think a lot of you read the description and go, oh yeah, I, I kind of know what that, what that is. So the question is, does ASMR work? Does it help? I don't think it's a very simple question. Some people claim that it's relaxing uh, and other people say, I don't know what all the, what all the hype is about. The, the problem with ASMR, I think gets into, and I've discovered this online briefly. And again, I haven't had a chance. I've done just enough research on this thing to be dangerous. Uh, the, the general community would claim that there's nothing pornographic about it, nothing sexual about it, but there is a large subculture that is using this for sexual gratification. You guys, my husband and I love, love, love the MyPillow mattress. We have had it now for over a year and you also could get the best sleep ever with the MyPillow two-sided encased coil quilted mattress. You can get it delivered by UPS right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. The MyPillow mattress has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee and free shipping. Use the promo code HEIDI to receive the best discount ever. Go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and enter the promo code Heidi. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I want to just kind of look at it from the perspective of what would God have us do? Because it doesn't matter 
to me, if it's ASMR, if it's, uh, you know, anything that, that we are using to sort of calm our spirit or create a sort of environment where we feel at peace. This is why I'm doing an entire study. Well, one reason why I'm doing an entire study on peace, the peace of God. There's a difference between having the peace of God and getting peace with God, right? We get peace with God when we accept Jesus Christ and we become born again, right? But the peace of God is something that we get as we walk with him. And so I want to give you a couple of questions that I think you should ask yourself whether you're looking at ASMR. I did a whole thing on the Enneagram. I think you can make a very solid biblical case for why that does not glorify God. The roots of it are very, very dangerous. Same thing with yoga. If you want to hear about you know, my opinion on yoga, it is well known, and you can look at my podcast for that. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. But I want to look at 1 Corinthians 10.31 for just a minute. It says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything to the glory of God. All right. So he doesn't, there's not a, a category by which we glorify God. Everything that we do, everything that we eat, everything that we drink, whatever we do, we should be doing it to the glory of God. We should be exercising to the glory of God. Our marriages should be to the glory of God. Our parenting should be for the glory of God. The education of our children should be for the glory of God. Why? So, so what is the, the most important question you can ask when you're talking about anything, including ASMR? Does it glorify God? That's a question that you need to ask yourself. And so we come before the Lord. James said, if you ask, if you need wisdom, come and ask of God and he'll give it to you generously. He won't hold back. And so if you've got a check in your spirit, if you're not sure if this thing that you're engaging in uh, is glorifying God, or maybe it's being used in your life as something that's, that's, um, that's taking more of a role in your life than you want it to, ask the Lord to help you and he will help you. First Corinthians chapter six gives us a pretty good insight into what uh, the Apostle Paul, and again, we're in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, the church in Corinth, you know, this is a broken church. I love the books of First and Second Corinthians for many reasons, but one of the reasons is because Paul, I, I relate very much to Paul's ministry there because Paul is trying to teach a church, trying to relate to a church that knew the church, knew the truth, but they were going off the rails, right? Going off into the weeds on all kinds of things. They had sexual immorality inside the church. They were grappling with issues that they shouldn't have been grappling with because they didn't have a core understanding of what it meant to follow Jesus. We have in the culture right now, a group of Christians, uh, a culture rather of Christians that is biblically illiterate. And so we don't know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so when you don't know what it means to be a disciple and, you know, somebody comes along and preaches the prosperity gospel to you, you're going to think, oh, this is what it means to follow Jesus. On the other hand, somebody could come into your life and they're all about the rules and the regulations and uh, it becomes a, a works-based relationship with Christ and with uh, an understanding of his word. And that is also wrong. And so Paul is uh, trying to really rehab the Christian church in Corinth. And so that's why he's giving them very simple instructions. Hey, you guys, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. So that's always the first question that we should be asking. Is this bringing glory to God in my life or could it be used as a hindrance to me getting to know the Lord better and growing, right? That growing in sanctification, growing in my walk with the Lord. First Corinthians chapter six, verses 18 to 20, he's reminding the church again 
why it's so important for them to seek God's perspective with regard to human sexuality. He said, run from it, run from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. So can you, can you guys just see Paul leaning into this, to this young church? He's like, you guys, you're not your own. You are bought with a price. And so therefore glorify God in your body. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So it begs the question, you know, what are we listening to? Are we listening to things that are uh, helping us in our spirit? Or are they hurting our walk with the Lord? Are we listening to music? Are we listening to teachers? Are we listening to podcasts that are uh, encouraging us in our walk with the Lord, encouraging us in our speech? Or are we giving ourselves permission to bring things into our lives that ultimately are, are bringing us farther away from God rather than walking in right relationship with him? And frankly, this is why I think in a lot of ways we end up losing our peace. Over the last several years, I've answered, oh my goodness, probably 25 or 30 questions, maybe more, from people who are struggling with the uh, tyrannical response to COVID. But what I saw that was disheartening was it really did rob many, many Christians of peace. And we can have peace no matter what we're going through, even when you're looking up things like ASMR, Lord, should I do it? That should be the first question we ask. If we're going to engage in something, the question needs to be, God, does this bring you glory? If you've got a check in your spirit, you guys, that's a pretty good indicator that it may not, it may not bring God glory. The next question is, does it master me? So Paul said, again, speaking to this, this uh, immature Christian church in the city of Corinth, in 1 Corinthians 6, 12, he says to them, listen, all things are lawful for me. In other words, he's reminding them, you're not under the law anymore, right? As the legalistic Christian would say today, even, he says, you're not under the law, but not all things are helpful. In other words, not all things are good for you. He says, all things are lawful for me, but I'm not going to be dominated by anything. He goes on to say, hey, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So don't let something master you. So that needs to be the next question that you ask yourself. Is, is this thing that I'm participating in does it master me? This was the conversation that I had here several months ago when a listener asked me what I thought about Christians drinking alcohol. And some of you disagreed with me. Some of you who I, I, I totally love disagree with me on this issue. I think it's an issue of mastery and it's an issue of obedience. Uh, if the Bible says that um, drunkenness is the sin, and you can't drink without becoming drunk, then clearly you shouldn't be drinking because drunkenness is the sin, right? And it's mastering you when you are allowing alcohol to take you from uh, you know, a glass of wine that you're enjoying with dinner or whatever it is to drinking too much. That's wrong. That's what the Bible says you shouldn't be doing. This is what Paul was saying. All things are lawful, but not everything's helpful. He said, I'm not going to be dominated by anything. And as I'm reading articles, on ASMR, what I'm, what I'm discovering as I'm reading is that some people are allowing this to become a little bit of an obsession almost in their life. So it's a mastery issue. And again, the Bible speaks to that. First Peter chapter five, verse eight, and I've taught on this for years, be sober-minded. This is 
this is Peter saying, listen, there are bigger things at play here than you may realize. So the next question has to be, am I watching out for the enemy in my life? Am I giving him an opportunity to get a foothold on my life? So Peter says, here's how you guard against that. Be sober-minded, be watchful. In other words, not uh, not allowing yourself to just kind of turn a blind eye to something that could actually end up mastering you. He says, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. I love this verse because Peter's saying, the devil's a great pretender, right? He's prowling around like a roaring lion, but he isn't one. We serve the king of kings, the lion of Judah. There is only one lion of Judah. Uh, and the devil is a great imitator, right? The devil is the, a master deceiver. And oftentimes we allow him to uh, deceive us into thinking, oh, this isn't going to bother me. This isn't mastering me. This isn't uh, uh, taking a foothold in my life when it actually is. And so Peter says, listen, be on the alert, be sober-minded. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, literally seeking someone to devour. And who is that someone that he's seeking to devour? It's the children of God. This is why it's so important that you pray for your pastors and pray for Christian leaders because the enemy is after them knowing if he can take out a shepherd, he has a better shot at the flock. If he can take out a husband and a wife, if he can take out a marriage, he's got a clean shot then at those children. God says that the marriage, this covenant relationship, these two, these two people, this, this mom and dad put together to form a protection, a barrier against the adversary. And so, of course, the devil's going to take aim at marriage, aim at a marriage, aim at an individual inside of a marriage, whether it's alcoholism or a pornography or an addiction to work or whatever it is. Peter saying, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, uh, seeking someone to devour. The Bible says that we have got to exercise discernment. So we need to be asking ourselves, is this beneficial? Is this constructive? Is this something I should be participating in? Does this make me want to be more like Jesus? Remember, the devil's goal is always going to be to deceive you. And sometimes we are deceived into thinking something about ourselves that are not that that just simply is not true. Maybe we think that we're uh, walking in humility when actually we're not. Maybe we think that that comment that we said to our spouse was justified when really it wasn't. But the enemy's gone. You know what? They did that to you. So go right ahead. He had that coming, right? And so we can get all kinds of messages from our flesh that the Bible is teaching us over and over and over again to be on guard against, be sober-minded, be watchful, uh, have your guard up against the adversary who prowls around like a roaring lion, literally seeking someone to devour. And he starts with the children of God. And so that's all I have to say about that. But I want to just encourage you, if you haven't done it already, join me at MomStrong International. Um, I am just loving the community of women that are over there studying the word of God with me. If you've got teens in your home, mom, you can Absolutely use these studies to, to get yourself and your children into the word four days a week. We have them. These studies are sort of uh, divided up four days a week. And then on Tuesdays, I come and teach live right here in the studio via Zoom. But it's an opportunity for you to say, I'm going to prioritize the study of the word of God in my life. 
because the Bible is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And God really does speak, including ASMR. God really does speak. He wants to speak to the issues that are in our lives right now. His word is alive. It's active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to pierce right through to get to the heart of the issue so that we can examine our own hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is what honors and blesses God. So I hope you guys have been uh, encouraged by this. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. As I told you guys before, I love to hear from you. We are watching your Christmas cards come in here at Firmly Planted Family. We would love to see the wall filled with hundreds and hundreds of cards from you all over the United States. You can write to us, Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, you can support us and help keep it on the air. Another way that you can support this ministry is by supporting the sponsors. So my pillow is a great one. Uh, head on over there, use the promo code Heidi, and we get support from that as well. Also, don't forget to visit my friend, Dr. Mark. He's been coming on the show quite a bit, and we have a landing page just for the listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast. You can go to sherwood.tv forward slash Heidi, where you can also get discounts on the wonderful nutritional products that Mark and his wife, Michelle, have developed. Uh, there's a lot of things in the works here that we are very excited about, but the main thing is just encouraging you to walk with the Lord. You guys love your husbands. Wives love your husbands. Uh, respect and honor them. Women love your husbands. And uh, I'm telling you what, you guys, there is a blessing in walking with God. There's a blessing in walking inside of the boundaries that God has created. That is where we will find life. And that is where we find hope. And that is where we find healing. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.